wizard Illuminati. A new world order. button's not working what the hell <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> what is happening here okay i'm without my roadcaster I, can you guys hear me okay yeah. It, yeah can you hear us we're back to being choppy again i don't know what the fuck's going on oh it might smooth out because we went live you guys <laughs> you guys are good um well fuck it man and welcome fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies to another episode of white rabbit i am your host catalyst jones and today i have the whole freaking gang here from legit bat everybody joe jen ben and Lene is all here why don't you uh give your guys a round of applause because you guys are like the most requested that i've been getting uh lately and uh we finally made it happen so here you are welcome brilliant oh yeah Thanks for having us. Uh, I mean, we've got together before, but this is the first official, you know, gathering on your show. So it's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I think I've kind of cherry picked you guys like individually uh, for different shows. And now we're all here in one and uh, it's awesome. So when you guys were uh, getting your uh, studio set up and ready to go, we were uh, talking about um, Sean Hibbler's new film. Have you guys had a chance to see it yet? It just dropped yesterday. No, we saw the, uh, I think we saw the first two, right? Level and another, or the yeah. next level, I think it's called. Yeah, I think they're super well done. I I still don't know where I stand on all that stuff, but I mean, it's it just leaves more questions than answers, like always. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I was saying that in the first two, I really felt like there wasn't any information in there that I could... Um, that I didn't already know that I haven't heard regurgitated a lot, you know, just from being in this community and being that being a subject that I love researching. And with this third one, man, I had to write him and tell him how well it was done because even for truthers, there's oh shit moments in there. And then he ties it all in with Bluebeam and Christianity. And then there's like some scientific shit in there that I didn't know about. And I'm like watching them literally use free energy and make things float and shit and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> so what, it, what's yeah, the I'm channel again really quick i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up live right now so that i can say that what's what's the channel again it's uh hibbler productions h-i-b-b-l-e-r yes okay so i i suggest everybody that's listening or watching this to go check that out it is definitely worth the watch even if you're not a flat earther it's just so incredibly well done uh, it blows. Yeah, the that's what I like about them. Oh, it does. 
Oh man, he's upped his game by far and he's traveling around and interviewing people one-on-one and, and they're like going and doing actual shit. It's great, man. It's the way, it's the way I think he envisioned the first two want, he wanted them to be. That's that, nice. that's that climbing yeah, I, the ladder. Oh, sorry, Joe, go ahead. Oh, it's fine. We're dealing with lag here. So I'm having trouble figuring out who's talking. No, that's what we liked about the the first two is they were just so well done. And it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. Just watch it and take it in because it's they have good questions. And that's so far I haven't heard, you know, ball earthers uh, refute. I mean, well, they try to refute it, but. They refute it by just saying it's fake, but that's You're ridiculous. Stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. It's not science, but that's, what's cool about these documentaries. They're just like any other documentary that's put out there by, you know, national geographic or whatever. It's just interesting information. It doesn't mean it's necessarily 100% true, but what documentary is it's all from the perspective of the creator. Right. And obviously, you know, going in that the creator is going to be biased in one way or another. So, you know, and that's why I like to watch documentaries that are completely go against Flat Earth, too, because then I can try to uh, use my discernment on both. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that Flat Earthers have everything right and they argue within their own community a lot. So it's uh, because that's one of those things is like, we're never going to know unless they actually came out and disclosed some shit, which they're never going to disclose. It's just going to be an open-ended debate from here on out. Well, who would have can't... to disclose it for you to believe it? You know, like there couldn't be, there's no disclosure that I would believe. I'd have to see it with my own eyes at this point. That's, that sucks, that's exactly but... what I was going to say was it, it's at a point now where it doesn't matter if they have FOIA documents or disclosures or this, that, and the other. It As soon as something comes out, on one side, that's a disclosure. The other side says, well, how can you trust it? And then the second that one comes out on their side, the other side says, well, how can you trust it? So it's it's definitely back to where, unless I see it with my own fucking face, you really can't. I, I'm more inclined to do alt media and at least believe the evidence that they bring into it and looking through the bias at what the meat and potatoes are of the argument is great, but I'm still at, I I think what all of us have agreed on more than anything is we just don't fucking know. And we're never going to exactly like what you said. It's not about, Oh, they swung me over this direction or they swung me over this direction. It's like, no, there's evidence to both. What does that say? It means nobody fucking knows. So stop trying to convince me that, you know, better than I do. Like, it's dumb. Well, and most people aren't okay with not knowing either. So that's kind of the the problem that you run into all the time is like nobody's okay with just saying I don't know, but, <laughs> right? Like, not tell you one way or another. And that, that's where I'm at with uh, whether it's flat and round Earth or not. I'm just like I don't fucking know. If I had a some way to figure it out, I definitely would. But I'm unfortunately not a billionaire, and I can't send dick rockets well, up into space or whatever that whatever's up there. <laughs> We also we also live in a day where academia, the more that, you know, according to the book is like the it's like your status bar. It used to be that as long as you knew figuring and writing, then, uh, you know, the common sense part of it, the homesteading was you were going to be successful. And now people use it as a academic weapon. It's like, no, I know this. The idea of claiming ignorance to something you don't know has been seen now in our culture as a weakness. It's like, no, it's just like vulnerability being a strength. It's like if you're strong enough to show a vulnerability, it means that you're okay with yourself enough to go, I I suck at this. I don't know anything about this. 
I would like to learn, but people don't want to admit that these days. They have to be, no, I know. It's like, no, you fucking don't. You don't. You don't fucking That's know. That's always how people have been, though. I, I mean, people have always been like that from the beginning of time. They have to know. They have to be right. There's never been a time where people are like, you know what? I mean, as a whole, individually, yes, there are people who, who definitely want to learn and are open-minded. But for the most part... We just do what we're told because someone who knows what they're talking about told us. And that's what everybody strives to be. Yes, but there also is a little bit of difference there when you have done research into something so much and then somebody that you know, and I'm not even using this as flat earth. I mean, this could be anything like about your diet when people try to tell you what to do with your body and shit like that. Like, oh, you yeah. should be, you should be taking this or you should be eating this. It's like, bitch, you don't know what I do. You don't know my, like, but they know more about you and your body. Like, and, and not just that, like other things, you know, like people tend to know what's better for you than you do. And I right. feel like that's the same thing with the mental um, uh, rabbit holes that we go down, not mental, but like just these different places that we go through in our journey of just trying to figure out what the fuck this is that we're, we're in and what we're doing here. And, you know, um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. This weed's good though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sounds like every show we ever do. <laughs> That's every show I ever do. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I walk around all the time saying, I don't know shit about fuck because of the beginning of your guys' show. Like, ah. That's from Ozark. Did you ever watch Ozark? It's yes. Ruth. I love that show. Is that what that's from? That's yeah, yeah. Where Ruth is like, I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> I always just thought that was a great line and uh, kind of magically, you know, worked well with the intro because that's us. We don't know shit about fuck. So why not have it in there? And it just stuck ever since the beginning, I think. Yeah, no, I love your guys' show. I love the intro is fucking fantastic. I love that you guys go on your rant sometimes, you know, like, and I'm fucking wearing crystals and, you know, shit. Like, like, it's fucking awesome, man. And you guys just had on uh, One Thumb L uh, recently, and that was a very moving episode. And that so it's just like you guys have put out great fucking content, and it's just cool. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. We I would like to say we try hard, but we don't really. It's kind of half-assed. <laughs> That's how people should do podcasts. That's the best advice that we can give when people are like, what would you give to some, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start their own show? Go into it doing exactly what you want to do. Don't try to be anything for anyone and don't have any expectations. Just have high hopes and do your best because that's all we do. We don't give two shits about who listens to our show or any negative feedback. And that's a really big deal. No offense listeners. Yeah. Well, we don't I don't <laughs> care about shitty comments. We don't get very many because of that though, because we're not attracting it. And we don't have that like fear. We're not like, I hope a bunch of people listen, or I hope we're really famous someday, or we make tons of money. Like we just didn't think of any of that. Smashed it. We like just wanted button. to talk some, talk to some cool people. And if other people like it, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely exactly. don't try to take myself too seriously. Um, and I remember the point that I was trying to make while you were talking, but I didn't want to interrupt you. But guess what? I fucking forgot it again. Oh, yeah. When people are trying to tell me something that I already know way more about than they do, I'm not going to fucking listen. You know, it's like if somebody tries to tell me how to tie shoes and I'm watching them and have, have issues tying their shoes, I'm going to go tell them to fuck themselves. So. <laughs> yeah it's the same it's the same thing if like people are like no you should wipe this way it's like bitch you don't know my butthole i know exactly how to wipe that fucker like <laughs> stop, stop it it's stupid one, one finger circular motion i mean everybody wipes like, hey, 
if that's how you do it i fucking wrap up like a goddamn beehive i don't want nothing nothing on my hand i i spit on my toilet paper before i wipe just so you i have grabbed it and ran some under the water and i'm like i'm pretty sure i played on my phone a little too long i need to get that loose oh, yeah I, I make my own wet wipes you think i'm kidding <laughs> i spit on my toilet paper <laughs> I think everyone spat on their toilet paper at some point in their lives when you really need it. Can't reach the sink. Come on. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, wet wipes That's are normal. cool, but I don't. I mean, not, to get, <laughs> not to get on a poop tangent, but wet wipes are really cool. And I got these ones they from are. Dollar Shave Club. They're called One Wipe Charlie's, and they're they have, they have a mint uh, thing in it. Mint. So when you wipe it, like cools it, and which is Ooh. particularly useful after I eating like a them right pads. That's nice. Yeah, it's tingly. Do they, call it me- do, do they call it menthols? Menthols? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Where's my buzzer? <laughs> it doesn't burn? No, it's just cooling. Oh my uh, god. I don't know I it's for men only because I bet that's for men only. I'm I don't sorry. think you I use it on the front butt. I can't that imagine would probably, that would be awesome yeah. for chicks. You don't I want just, to use it on the I just side. figured out that I had the volume turned down, so like... I don't know, but it'd be like the pads they tell you to use after you give birth. Oh, but it'd be like that. Yo, my bad to interrupt the show, guys, but man, I am so done with these demons running these this like realm that we're in. I don't know about you guys, but I want to keep fighting these demons. So help me keep fighting these demons. Go to whiterabbitpodcast.com and check out all the fire ass merch that I got. Not only do you help out the show, but it's also a great conversation starter. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to weed out the NPCs and meet other cool-ass conspiracy junkies. And what a better way is there than to be like rocking some highly controversial white rabbit gear, right? So, and the designs are updated weekly. So please, please check out that shit over there at the show. I don't even give a shit if you buy something. Just check it out. Tell me if you think it's dope or not. And don't forget to leave a five-star review, click the five-star, and even leave a review. Man, I can't talk tonight, but that it is what it is. Thanks for being amazing, guys, and thanks for listening. Let's get back to the motherfucking show. <clears throat> so, to jump back, like, to jump like, way back, if, and you said you don't know who would disclose what, and you would believe it, but what if, like, something completely different came from extra terrain from outside of Antarctica and was like, yo, we have this continent out here. These are our people. This is what we look like. Like It depends. If I had a fucking ship land in my backyard and Eskimo motherfuckers got out of it and were like, yeah, no, there's a whole thing over there. I would be like, okay, I'm seeing this right now there now now i'm i'm leaning towards it but if i see some news channel or something online of a videotape of this happening yeah i'm i'm not gonna necessarily it'll make me wonder but it's not like i have to see it so unless i go to antarctica and they're like hey by the way the borders are open you want to go die in the fucking ice fields go for it okay then if i choose to go to antarctica search around don't see anything i'm like well Maybe it's not real. I got to see it. I don't I didn't see anything. We went, you know, 150 miles inland and we didn't see the hollow earth. I don't know. We didn't find anything from Admiral Byrd. I don't fucking know. So unless it's happening and I see it like that's the point where I just go, 
we live in a day of technology and Unreal Engine 5 and voice modulation and chat G. I don't fucking trust it. So unless it's happening in front of my face, I I don't know. Well, even if it's happening uh, in front of your face, because, uh, you know, they are ramping up for Project Bluebeam if uh, you yes. want to dive into yes. that rabbit hole. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have been saying that the last card that they're going to play is the extraterrestrial card. And right. Uh, they are starting to try to make us believe that there's fucking aliens, especially with the terminology that they're using. We shot down an object and uh, right. we have a mothership and it's, you know, so like it's definitely something that I didn't believe very much uh, about two, three years ago. It was Project Bluebeam. I, I knew about it. I read into it. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then lately I'm like, May maybe there's something to this had Noel Rodriguez come on my show and like do like the most incredible breakdown I've ever seen anybody do. And I'm like, yeah, I think they're like 75% chance that they're really trying to fucking do this. I put my money. Yeah. And then there's the people. Yeah. There's the people that think that blue beans been going on for decades too. And I, I always uh, think about that because when we talk about how far ahead in technology they are, um, for all we know, half the people we know are, clones and i don't mean npcs i mean like actual grown i mean obviously some people are born out of a vagina but i mean you don't know how like how far you can go with this stuff so if bluebeam has been going on for decades we wouldn't know because we all grew up looking at everything you know i don't it, and I, I try not to go the whole everything is fake and gay thing joe from obdm would have my head if i did that but uh it is an easy out kind of to say everything's fake and it's just a hologram and everything but like you're saying ben next year i think that would probably be a good projection for something crazy like that if it's not already going on it's hard, hard to tell those balloons well they're ramping the up with the articles right now i show joe articles every single day about day. aliens from either msnbc or cnn or washington post or right. new york times big media outlets that were all about covid being a really big deal and you should get your vax there are the same outlets that are putting out when we find alien life here's what scientists say we should do it was something like that that i just read today when we find alien life Oh, right. and something's and, coming. And if they and it, you know, I, if Project Bluebeam is something that they are going to go ahead and pull the trigger on, then it has already been taking place. I'm probably as far back as uh, I forget the what it was called, but when they showed all the lights above um, the uh, White House, where it's like that famous video where there's yeah. like aliens above, they're saying that that is like actually the first. Uh, their first uh, dry run of Project Bluebeam, that they actually did that shit themselves. And then Reagan had his big famous uh, outside threat, then we would, you know, unify as one uh, speech. And mm -hmm. so I feel like they have been planting the seeds for this for a long time. And maybe they weren't going to have to pull the trigger on it, but COVID didn't really work out maybe the way that they were expecting it to. That's or maybe COVID is a part of it and their people are like implanting these things into them that is going to help with Bluebeam. I don't know. That timeline does check out though, because when the first FOIA documents and the ironically 15 minute, 60 minute interview that they did with, uh, I forget his name, um, the guy from the Pentagon, uh, it was, I feel like they were setting it up already with the timeline. Like there's all the reverse psychologies is Project Bluebeam actually Project Bluebeam. 
like the idea that we're talking about Project Bluebeam and the FOIA documents and all the stuff, is that just part of Project Bluebeam, them getting us used to talking about it? Um, the other thing, too, is that I, I've heard a lot of different theories on that idea, the whole White House thing and when it happened. Uh, I brought this up probably a couple of months ago was the you have the whole nuclear thing. And then 1947 was a big year. You have the idea of the possible Eisenhower Accord with the aliens. Um, the idea that, no, we did make it to the moon, but we didn't make it with ours. We piggybacked in accordance with technology from extraterrestrials to get there and make it back. And that was part of the Eisenhower Accord. Um, the other idea is that everybody's like, why would aliens try to work with us? Like, they can clearly you know, go through space and do this and that. They obviously, there's the idea of element 115 from Bob Lazar, which makes anti-gravitic stuff. Um, I don't trust that motion. new farther than I can throw him. Bob but Lazar, that whole thing. The other thing that I have thought about is I'm like, well, hold on a second. Because I heard this on a podcast a while ago was just because we have, or we don't have the technology to do what they do, doesn't mean that we don't have shit that they can't get where they're from. So think about the idea like we have meteorite, but we only get that if a meteor falls and then solidifies and then we can harvest meteorite. Well, the same thing could be true with nuclear uh, fusion or fission. I don't remember which one. It's the idea that like maybe what we've been able to do is something that they can't do because of an elemental process that they don't have. And that's why they started coming to us as soon as we were successful with the, with the nuclear bomb. So if we did partner up, I have a feeling that it's more like they went, you have a timeline. We'll give you 100 years or 75 years or whatever the timeline is. And then we're going to come to Earth. So I don't know how you want to get your people ready for that, but that's what's going to happen. And I think this whole jargon of what's going on is the fact that the aliens are forcing our hand and going, we're coming on this date. Figure it out how you want to get it to the people. So now they start leaking documents. They start doing the FOIA stuff in 2017. Now it's all over the place. Everybody's talking about it. Like Jen said, there's a headline somewhere every day from a major outlet talking about aliens. It's like, I have a feeling that's our government going, we know that they're coming on this date. And to reduce as much panic as possible, we need to make it as normal as possible so that when they do show up, you have two different trains of thought. You have people that aren't panicking because they think it's Project Bluebeam, and you have the people that actually believe it, and now they've been talking about it as a realistic possibility for so long that when they do show up, they're not as panicked either. I see that being more of the case um, than the idea that we are some kind of special species that necessarily is working with them. I think it's more like they went, nah, we could still fuck you guys up. You guys do have stuff that we need. So this is when we're going to come figure it out how you want to get it to the population. Well, and that's assuming, you know, your opinion on aliens, too, because if you're into flat Earth, aliens could just be something from beyond the ice ring or whatever. If you're right. ball Earth or it's, you know, little green men from another planet or something. But if you're a Christian uh, or you know, sometimes Christian and flat Earth overlap, like with Catalyst, kind of, but aliens as far as we knew growing up all aliens are basically demons and right. i i still kind of i lean that way just because it makes sense with all the different sightings of everything and the 
all the different cryptids. And I've said it a bajillion times. I think it's all the same phenomenon. It's that gin idea that they they can appear however they want to who they want. You know what I mean? So they're they're pulling from your own experiences and upbringing to appear in a certain way. So th- that's where I don't accept. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that in an existing realm with us all the time, that's like uh, the same realm where like they can see us, but we can't see them. And then they can actually interact with one another inside of that realm, but then they can materialize when need be. Something like that. I always call it like, I hate using the word other dimension because it's so overused, but I like the idea of being out of phase. Like it, you know, uh, the visible light spectrum, we can only see with our eyes like 0.00 something percent of everything. So there's so much shit going on all around us, audio, visual, everything that we just are unaware of. So in who knows what's going on in that. And I think people get glimpses into it every once in a while, like with sightings or uh, one of my, some of my favorite stories are the time slip things when somebody's walking down the road and all of a sudden there's this fucking diner in the road and then they come back and it's all old timey and they have old money. And you know, it's such a weird, it's like out of phase. I don't even know how else to put it, but then they come back later and it's just gone. And then they find out later that restaurant was there in the forties or something. So I don't know. It, I think there's a lot more going on than any of us fucking know. And uh, people just need to uh, admit that, I guess. Do you ever think this world is like a playground, though? Not a playground, I guess, a learning place. Because when we die, I think that's the most important thing. I think we go back to God or heaven or whatever, and then we get to come back and live this life. So all of these crazy things that happen here are are just the way that the world has to progress. It can't be this boring little garden of even garden of Eden all the time, because then we would figure it out because we're smart as a species. We'll be like, Hey, wait, this is really boring. Why is it the same all the time? We have to be kept on our toes. We have to be constantly at odds with something. There has to be this positive and negative force in the world so that we're entertained in a way so that we have no time to really think about uh, the nature of our reality. We have to just live in this world does that make sense no it makes complete sense and i think that that's why uh we we exist in the system that we exist in now it's set in place so that we can't like realize who we are and why we are here because we are so distracted on oh should i have to pay rent uh you know the kids i I gotta work i have to get a job i have to buy a house (laughs) yeah Right. So like we don't actually have the the chance to enjoy what we're supposed to be enjoying here, I think. And I think that that system is set in place on purpose to uh, to deprive us of that, because, you know, like people shouldn't be killing themselves, you know, and especially here in the United States where it's supposed to be the freest country. Everybody wants to come here, but we have like the highest suicide rate. You know, it's crazy. So like um, I, I just I truly feel like we're not living the way that we are supposed to be living and that we are just um slowly go we just go along with it because we're uh we take the reality that we're presented right as as what it for what it is instead of thinking like hey maybe this isn't right um and and i really like what ben was saying about um even though i am a flat earther and i don't believe in green men from outer space but it all does kind of go hand in hand with what he was saying um as far as it could all possibly be uh happening like that maybe uh it's not um, aliens coming, but you know, a lot of things from the Bible seem to be happening as well. So, um, you know, we do know that demons are going to take shape and actually physical form and, and walk on earth and fuck us up for a minute before God comes and takes over. You don't know they're doing that right now? 
Oh, I think they are absolutely are doing that. But I think that, oh, I absolutely. I think that they, there's like shapeshifters and shit like that. Like fucking, yeah, dude, I get into all that shit. I think that that meme with Homer Simpson pulling off the masks of the fucking uh, politicians that are going against each other and their aliens underneath. I think that's fucking perfect. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The demons are are here pulling the strings right now. Yeah, it's not going to be like we see in the movies. It's not going to be like Godzilla and demons storming the earth and attacking us. I mean, maybe, maybe it'll be like yeah, that. But way more no one will be able to tell me I told you so or you were wrong if that happens, I guess. So sorry. But I, I don't think it's going to be like that. And I also don't think that this world is designed in such a way to distract us for a negative reason. I think it's designed that way to keep us distracted if we choose to. But we can also see it and then choose to just dip out from that. We don't have to do that. And we have that power. Every day we have that power. We could get up and be like, you know what? I don't fucking care about this. I don't have to. But we just keep thinking that we have to because that's what society tells us. That's what the media tells us. And I'm not saying I'm great at this. It's something I'm actively working on because I still have a job and we still have to do shit every day. We still go grocery shopping, but we don't have to do those things. I just don't think it's for a negative purpose. I think it is for distraction, but it's it's there. And we can say, okay, well, I guess I will just live in this life and this existence and be a robot, or we can break out of it. Well, like when what Catalyst was saying about the everything kind of being a distraction, like paying rent and doing you know, all that stuff. It's pretty obvious that money is not an issue with these uh, parasite class people because they can just print it whenever they want. So the, the, the taxes and, you know, car registration, all the stupid shit we have to pay. It is just a distraction because they don't need the money. I don't think they actually need any of that money. It's all, it's more like a psychological operation, you know, for just grabbing control of your mind and you get so uh, distracted with all these stupid minutia details about living. And then all you want to do is just go home, watch TV and crack a beer, which I am 100% guilty of uh, because you just don't want to think about it anymore. So you shut off. But imagine if we were all living like I think we're supposed to live. Um, I think we would be thinking about things a lot differently, but that's uncivilized. So we can't live like that. Or, or it would be completely civilized. I don't know. Like, and here's another thing that they were talking about. I wish you guys had seen this uh, new level movie because they were talking, they went into free energy a lot. And like, they were showing like some of the capabilities of what just we can do just you and I. And um, so I, I think that we would have been able to just like create, incredible things and live in harmony and not have to there's plenty of room in this world like i think they said that like the entire population of the united states could actually live in texas with everybody having a population of the world could live on an acre each in texas or something like that i, yeah, I don't know exactly crazy, right? yeah. yeah i've never tested the math either but you know like if we all had our own space and we had access to this energy and what we're capable of i mean like who fucking knows like that would be amazing and it looks like, I mean, some of the things that, you know, a lot of people talk about with ancient civilizations and stuff, it looks like it might have been kind of like that before, uh, some kind of golden age. And if you get into the Kali Yuga and, you know, all that kind of ideas, uh, we're definitely not in a golden age right now. I don't know what this is, but it's not exactly peace and harmony. So hopefully if, if everything else in the world, in, you know, on earth is cyclic, then hopefully that is too. And someday we get back to that and it looks like we're on the verge of that there's a lot of people that think we're coming out of the kali yuga and going into 
kind of more of a, a better era people's consciousness rising in frequency vibration and all that stuff um but who knows i mean what was he talking about with the uh the free energy stuff because that's been a huge topic lately too a lot of people delving into that like dave zed over at uh generation zed and he's been doing hands-on work trying to figure this shit out and uh i've, I've heard a lot of other people too but what was uh hibbler's take on that well, I mean, I don't know if he was the one filming this because he was doing a lot of on-site filming for a lot of the shit, but they were like uh, making shit levitate. And then uh, they created this machine where they, they like could um, make uh, the, it would, just by using frequencies and changing the frequencies, they could put an object in between these things and just make it go from one end to the other just by... Uh, changing the frequencies and shit and then you can just manipulate the frequencies and then just make it hover and i, I mean and now you know how the pyramids were built <laughs> yep it's crazy crazy shit so my thing is though is like with tartaria and i actually did hear a good rebuttal to this but what was hanging me up for a long time was if their technology was so amazing and they were such a peaceful civilization, like then how are they taken out so easily? It just wiped out. Like if their technology was so amazing, um, like did they not invest any technology into defending themselves? Like how, how do we know that it was so easily though? That's the thing is that we don't, the same way that we can't tell it, how th certain things were built in this great civilization. <clears throat> if we can't even tell that, then we certainly don't know what kind of powerful entity or otherwise may have been capable of wiping them out that easy. Um, I, I have a feeling that it was something extremely strong. I mean, if you implore the works of Graham Hancock, like there's a good possibility that shit like Atlantis and all of this other stuff where you have multiple religions, including the Bible. Um, I was looking at these translational differences in the Bible, it, uh, I forget who it is that's talking. Um, I want to. I want to say it's Moses, but uh, he says something. Remember the people of Atoll, um, and he basically says how they degraded down to such a point where their city fell into the sea. And Atoll back then, based on the translations, could have very well been Atlantis. You have multiple religions that all talk about this lost civilization of great power that fell into the sea. Who's to say now that they're finding out that it looks like Homo sapiens sapiens, the people that we know of today, actually do go back a lot farther. There was a great cataclysm. It was 11,800 to 12,600 years ago. Things like uh, Quebecli Tepe and all of these other. It's like I, I the more that we end up finding out that this is the narrative is different. And they don't want to they don't want to go outright and say that because now they're discrediting themselves and a lifetime of work that they want to be proud of. And I get that. But it's like, OK, but this is a game changer. If, if you have a massive game changer, who the fuck knows what drove them out in to keep all, everything that they had in their civilization? As long as they did to where we find it today, who fucking knows what the force was that drove them out and, and got rid of them? Right. And I've also heard a theory that they could have imploded themselves as well with their own technology. Accident too. If you take in sound frequencies, that, that could have been very easily done. <clears throat> yeah. And maybe even frequencies that we're not even aware of too. I mean, because who, who knows what we're talking about here? Just like that's it's 
that's where you have to take in the different variable of the lengthened heads, you know, the whole crystal skulls, how they some would find that they had wrapped boards and different things around it to lengthen out the skull so that after childbirth, when the skull is fully formed and solidifying, it has a longer skull, kind of the same way that the Chinese culture would wrap the toes underneath the feet until they finally fused like that because tiny feet was attractive um weird shit like that that we know about <clears throat> and then they end up finding a skull where no they were able to find that the skull actually hadn't been fucked with it was actually made like that and i can't remember what the skull was it was a recent one that they found where the skull was long the same way that all of the urban legends about lengthened skulls are okay well talking about frequencies that maybe we don't know about or joe's comment about the spectrum of light and how there's so much shit going on around us that we cannot perceive or filter through to actually be aware of it's like okay but we've seen humans that could people that have had strokes people that have had a seizure and they wake up and they can speak languages that they never even fucking learned or they have an accent to a place they've never been and they have people that have now been able to receive i don't want to say receive that sounds dumb like you have some fucking antenna but they are capable of doing things at a greater degree than other humans, whether you're talking about past lives that now they're writing books and before they were barely above average on their IQ and they're talking about things and then they go and research them and find out, yeah, this pe person actually existed and we had a lot of questions about them and what this guy is saying makes sense. How the fuck did you get this past life? Whatever. People have been able to open up their minds to be more receptive to things that they were never able to and still unexplainable. It's like, how do we know that back then, along with the larger skull and larger brain, and then the idea that the potential of those brains, not just ours, were actually fully capable of embracing everything going on around us? Uh, yeah, they were going to be capable of doing shit that we couldn't even fathom today. Yeah, and I think that's where uh, psychedelics kind of come in too. I, it, it makes sense that psychedelics, when you're on mushrooms or acid or whatever, you're not actually hallucinating things that aren't there. You're just kind of removing part of that filter that shows you other wavelengths or other you know things going on. Because I've definitely seen some wild shit on that, and I'm like, I, it's not that it, it was just something you aren't used to seeing. So if you can get past, you know, our small little spectrum that we can see in here I, I i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but yeah psychedelics try them <laughs> <laughs> no that that's funny that you say that because i remember the first time that i had really tripped the fuck out um i an ate um an eighth of mushrooms and it was my first time and i was by myself so i didn't know like how much i was supposed to eat or anything and i'm just like my uh my <laughs> wife she was pregnant with our daughter at the time and yeah, tell us uh, about this i want to know and she's like she's like i think my brothers just eat the whole thing you just eat the whole thing and i was like all right fuck it so i ate the whole thing right <laughs> and so i don't know maybe like 15 minutes into it i'm like oh i'm gonna go like next door to my buddy's <laughs> house and play video games with him this will be cool you know and so like he happens to be home and he's sitting there playing his game and like i'm looking at the carpet and it starts going like this <laughs> like just like fluttering and i'm like whoa dude i think it's hitting me this is kind of crazy and so i'm sitting there like trying to watch him play video games and i can't focus on shit and he's talking to me and i'm like oh dude this is not fucking cool at all like everything is <laughs> right now and so like 
I run to my house, like hoping I'm like getting to the right place because every is so bright outside and I'm like just <laughs> freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and I get to the house and I'm like, I am hallucinating my fucking ass off. And my wife's like, just calm down here. Let me make you a sandwich. You're going to be okay. And she gives me a sandwich. And I know, I know why they call it sandwiches because somebody was on mushrooms when they named that shit, because it tastes like straight sand in your mouth. Like it was like the worst thing. And I'm like, this is not helping me whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> But I ended up having like the worst panic attack to where I actually like ended up passing out and she freaked out. So she freaking like calls the cops or an ambulance and like I wake up with like paramedics and I didn't want to tell them that I'm on mushrooms and shit. And they're like, uh, something's wrong with this. We got to get him into the hospital. I'm like, I, I, what the fuck? You know, like I'm freaking out. And then she like tells them once I get to the hospital, she's like, yeah, uh, one of his friends pranked him and put mushrooms in his tea or some shit like that. Right. And so <laughs> I'm just like sitting there. A sheriff comes up to me and I swear to God, I totally get the scene from, um, from uh, living and loathing in Las Vegas, fear, whatever the fuck it's called. Fear and loathing, yeah. <laughs> yes, when everybody's a lizard, because that cop totally looked like a fucking lizard to me. And he was like, uh, you want to tell me who did this to you? And I was like, man, you are a lizard, huh? <laughs> and he's, uh, like, <laughs> he's all, all right, we're not getting any kind of answers out of this. Yeah, uh, so he leaves, he leaves his card and he's like, all right, tell me, <laughs> tell me when you stop hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> And then they ended up like kicking me out of the hospital because the doctor's like, I don't need this guy just wasting a room sitting in here hallucinating. He's not going to fucking die. And so <laughs> kudos to your wife, though, for worrying about you enough to call an ambulance, but then also lying about the fact that you took mushrooms of your own free will. She was like, <laughs> I'm going to make up a story, but I want you to be OK. Well, That's she probably ass. felt. She probably felt guilty because it's that same awesomeness that she's like, oh, yeah, just take the whole fucking thing. That's what my brothers do. Like, right. Like, yeah, that guy was me. <laughs> I'm that guy. No, that will get you off guard. Like if you've never done anything like that, it, it, it cracks does. open your brain in such a weird way that you're not ready. Nobody's ready for it. Like it, it just hits you in the face and you're like, oh, so things are like this now for the next eight hours. Awesome. I guess I'll just kind of strap in and see what happens. Uh, yeah, and I don't. Uh, to be, to be clear, I don't think it's for everybody. I don't think everybody should do this because there's clearly some people that are not stable enough to have their brain cracked open to that degree. So don't take this as a recommendation. Do what you want, though. You know. Yeah. It is nice and, though, and all the normalist, the most normal things are the least normal when you're on mushrooms. So going and just eating a sandwich or playing video games with your friend, like not the kind of things you're going to want to do when you're in that state of mind. No, you want to be out. Outdoors, preferably. Yeah, shoes <laughs> off. Hang maybe. on the This was Fucking way maybe pre-podcast, right? So, like, I had not, I didn't know what to expect. I was going in blind other than that I'd had friends that had told me that I might see some cool shit. That's all I fucking knew going into this. <laughs> and it changed me. It changed me. I've never been the same ever since then. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... It's like that, it... So it, you do see crazy shit, but what nobody really says is that you don't really feel like yourself while you're experiencing anything. You feel like a totally different person. You still are you, but you process every single thing completely differently. So you're not, it's not like you right now 
going and walking outside and seeing a pink, pink elephant jump down the street, you'd be like, wow, holy shit, that's cool. I wish I but saw at stuff the same like that time, on psychedelics. Park. You're like amazed by the world around you. Like you said, the lights are super bright. The sun is super bright. Interactions with people that are normal all of a sudden aren't normal at all. The carpet starts breathing. Everything is different. So when you start to see all that weird shit, you're also in a completely different state of mind. Yeah, I mean, to this day, from the first time I really tripped hard, the color green has never looked the same since then. And it's almost Can't like you a, not even see green. Yeah, I'm not that colorblind. I know what yeah, green you're is. Fucking colorblind. Uh, it's this screen behind us. No, I, it's weird because I haven't. And it's almost like I didn't notice that color as much. It's hard to put into words, but like I didn't. I never saw green the same. Like when I see a green meadow now, it like instant flashback to that mushroom trip for some reason. I don't that's, know why. That's awesome that you guys got like a whole like different like a uh, paradigm shift there because all I got out of it was a really, 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 really bad diuretic shit when I peaked for the first time. And then I couldn't fucking look at the stars because I thought I was going to swallow me. And there were no hues. There was no vibes. No, it was clear-cut distinct tripping ball lines that just made me go i don't like this i feel paranoid and as soon as i got done i was like i i don't know if i like that well when I you're one of those time, few was, that what oh i said you're one of those few that are not mentally stable enough to do psychedelics and now you know so you know oh well i've done it since and my first experience was just like ben's like the one i told you guys about i did Very not vivid. Like any fucking second of it and when it finally was over even the next day i'm like okay is this done because fuck that shit it took me years <laughs> it took me years before i did it again so uh yeah you're right you definitely next- have to be in a mind frame and the right people to well, actually have a good time the next yeah. time i did it it was a lot more fun it was just me and Lene, and we were basically outside on the porch i had taken them at joe's and then brought some home with me and took the rest of them and uh we were sitting outside when it really started to peak and it was a completely different thing there was still none of the stereotypical stuff that people talked about uh like color hues being different uh vibes no it was like the last time it was all internal mental where I could tell I was in my own head and I could tell that the things happening in front of me were not real. Like this is one thing that people who have never experienced it, it's really hard to explain to. It's like, no, you see things that aren't real, but you also know that they're not real. It's, it's hard to explain that. So I I got all that part of it and I knew I was safe when I said I was paranoid. It was just the, I, this is not what I thought it was going to be because everybody had virtually told me the same story. And I wouldn't also say that I had a bad trip. I didn't like see anything that scarred me either. It was just, I just didn't like not being in my right mind. The next time I tried it all different, my mind was perfectly clear. It was all physical. Like the way that I explained to Joe and Jen was that it felt like my my entire spine was a guitar string shut up and every couple of minutes (laughs) somebody was going like this and flicking it because i could feel this every couple of minutes or even less than that i would all of a sudden just go like this and like a retard and i'd like get retard arms and go like this and uh i was like it's the it's the craziest it was all a body high versus an internal mental high but even the mental high while we were rolling it was like we were talking about the differences. She was looking at the Edison lights and looking at the hues of how they were coming off and different things had a different tint. 
and stuff. I'm like, that's nothing that I saw. I literally saw the fucking bathroom floor separate into four different layers and colors independently moving (laughs) while I was shitting my brains out and everybody could hear it. So for me, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a life changing experience. And I definitely wouldn't say that I saw anything different in my personal life coming out of either one of those experiences, which conglomerately lasted about a total of eight to nine hours between the two. I wouldn't say that I, I see anything differently. I just look at it as, well, it can be fun or it can't be. It's one of the two. And I don't really think that it's for me when it comes to cracking my brain open. No, it will be. You got to I mean, OK, I can't say that. I can't recommend it. But no, I think if you did it in the right in the right way, because if I were to ever do that again, like I haven't done any of those in quite some time. And uh, I think if I do it again, it would be much more ceremonial and sacred where I'm like fasting for 24 hours before not drinking, not smoking, not, you know, none of that shit and just kind of cleaning myself out and then do it and probably do the uh, the classic hero's dose style. Maybe not that much, but that kind of idea where you're just in silent darkness with you and your brain because it does affect you different every time. It affects everybody different and it affects everybody differently every single time, too. Like I've never had the same experience like even on the same batch of mushrooms like it's not because you're always in a different headspace it's so different every time and it they always say that you know mushrooms don't give you what you want they give you what you need and sometimes they just don't give you jack shit and you just have a bad time for a couple hours and that's when you know to put the phone down like the phone's not ringing anymore like just put the phone down put it away for a couple years maybe come back to it later because it's not something that you want to do as much as we did okay but sometimes mushrooms also make you laugh about nothing for a very long time and then make you laugh just about the fact that you're laughing that's so there are too. some great yeah. great qualities of doing mushrooms so you guys don't even microdose anymore like you won't fuck with it it's not that i won't fuck with it i just haven't i yeah we just haven't it's not that we're anti we just haven't done it in a long time i just i felt like i got to a point where i it didn't have anything else for me and so there's kind of no point in just doing it. And most of the time when we're doing stuff like that, it's with a bunch of people and we're all hanging out, having a good time, which is fine. We were drinking but, too. Right. We and I don't think that's the way I think the mushrooms it's really not great. I think they got Steve. mad at us for doing that, for just yes. flippantly taking them because it, it got to the point where I would have a few beers and then eat some mushrooms and I would have the worst gut ache. I'd have you know massive diarrhea and I just was, I'd get sleepy, like immediately sleepy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't think this is how we're supposed to be doing this anymore. Like I, I can't do this <laughs> much longer. And I got up one day after dr- we drank like a 30 pack together and did mushrooms. And the next day I got up, I felt fine though, because mushrooms will kill alcohol. You will not get drunk yeah, see, on they mushrooms. To- I'm sorry, mushrooms, like, please. That's a, they tolerated us for a while drinking yeah. a 30 pack and eating them. They tolerated that. And then it, it was, it came to a point where they're like, no, no more of this. Yeah. And the, the next day I texted Joe and I'm like, oh, I should probably kill myself. Like I had suicidal thoughts and I'm not like that at all. I've never thought like that, but it was really weird. And I was thought about it later. And I'm, I went and sat out on our back patio and I was like, I think, I think the world would be a better place if I just wasn't here. And then when I realized how I was thinking and what I was thinking about, I was like, whoa, this is not a normal reaction to someone who takes mushrooms. That's not a normal thing. Most people love life and are happy the next day. They have the afterglow, they call it. And so we just stopped for a long time because I was like, I think we're doing this wrong. <laughs> we're, we're making them very upset and they're not stoked about it. I'm us. definitely not anti it, but I think the the next thing to 
to try would be DMT. I, I just, I have to before I die. Or just take mushrooms to, the right way. Too. Yeah, but I want to try the DMT because it's such a different thing. And I don't mean ayahuasca. That seems like quite the commitment to, uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be fucking dope. Like to have an actual shaman and like drumming in the middle of the, the forest while you're taking out, that would be fucking mm-hmm. awesome. I just don't have the money because that's just See, actually really expensive if people don't That's know. actually that's the way that awesome. I would want to do it is the idea of like professional a professional safe space where it's like you have the shaman there ain't nothing you gonna do in your twacked out head that they haven't seen they know how to deal with it that in and of itself where i'm like no i'm here to fuck like just to get fucked off and i don't mean in a fun way i mean like you said more of a ceremonial like experience go through the purge go through the steps shit my brains out shit my pain i don't fucking know whatever the cost is in that way to get to the meat and potatoes of what really changes your mind and makes you see different i'm all about going through the struggle to get to the other side if i could go see a shaman and actually be like okay i got to do some research and i'm pretty sure this is the only way uh i i'm already very introspective as it is and i think there's some things i need to figure out that's a whole different thing the idea of doing dmt where like you smoke it and it's only like what like 10 to 12 minutes or whatever now they have that uh study that they've been doing i can't remember the college but they do a slow drip of dmt intravenously rather than smoking it where it keeps you under in the dmt state for like an hour and they've been treating people yeah, that with, that dude, uh, with it. the spirit molecule guy what the fuck was his name i read that whole book uh yeah you can't remember either <laughs> fuck, what's his name anyway yeah they've, yeah. they've been doing those studies for uh, quite some time but i don't i just uh, don't sign me up for that one i don't need that but that is <laughs> like we're talking about having a, a bad trip like nobody uh, i think there's a quote that like nobody ever has a bad trip they just have difficult ones and most of the time a quote bad trip is because people are holding the mirror to their own brain and they don't like what they see so they get freaked out because they're like oh shit this is coming from my head no way i'm better than you know it just freaks them out so yeah that makes sense. I'm about to have uh, Amanda Ray on. Are you guys familiar with her? Um, she is the cosmic soul guide and um, she talks, she helps people um, overcome addiction through psychedelics and um, her own 12 step program. And she actually just went for the second time and did what you were talking about, Ben, where she went out and spent a whole week and it's like a process Mm -hmm. and a whole thing. And she had recently just got back. So I'm having her on the show to talk about that. Was that for DMT or ayahuasca? uh, It's actually, I think it's called Ibogaine. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. Ibogaine is great for addiction. Apparently that's a fucking gnarly trip too. From and they've been saying too that they don't know nearly as much about where the fingers of ibogaine go when it comes to, uh, I guess you could say, mental reciprocity Mm -hmm. and the after effects. And so people are now really trying to search that out because I mean they've been doing LSD, psilocybin, uh, ayahuasca, what is it, peyote, and like all of these other things that they've actually been able to really research or already had a really good history of i've heard that ibogaine is like the next thing that they're like okay so we know that this has a lot of positive effects what are the negative parts of it and then let's try to isolate the good parts or are the negative parts necessary to get to the good like i know that they're trying to figure all that out and that to me is really interesting i wouldn't mind doing that 
again, it's that controlled idea, like Joe said, holding up the mirror to your brain and going, I don't like what I see here. I am. I would love to get into that. Show me all the nasty, dirty laundry that I keep putting and hanging up in here in my dumb clothes rack. Let's figure it out. Let's I don't it's not like it's not like I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. It's the idea of I want to embrace the suck enough to get to the other side so that I can work that shit out and be a better human. However, that's a scary fucking process. Ron White told his whole story on Rogan's podcast about his ayahuasca experience an entire week. They did four fucking nights of ayahuasca. And he said the first two were absolutely horrible as he went through the different steps of what he needed to do. And but then he said the third night, he was just bawling with this infinite amount of love that he had never felt towards people that he had never forgiven. Um, and he goes, it 100% changed my life. It solidified me no longer needing to drink because I finally worked out the demons that had kept me drinking. And I was like, that's, see, that's, that's beautiful. That's poetry right there. Like the idea that you go do something scary to face something that you subconsciously or consciously did not want to face so that you can be a better human after that. And I don't give a fuck who you are. There's nobody that wouldn't benefit from that because nobody's perfect and nobody wants yeah, to face the can, deep dark cells of their mind. How can you say that that's like inherently bad? That's there's a lot of people that will say, Oh, it's a drug and whatever, you know, it, how was any of that bad though? Like who did it hurt and who did it possibly benefit? Well, um, if people are knowing <laughs> if people know all of those things about themselves and want to forgive, they won't be the judgy people that CNN needs them to be to take yeah. all of the advice that it's spouting off every single fucking day. Yeah, it, that's, that's yeah, it's, another what, push that seems to be uh, in the main too is psychedelics, and I think that's uh, mm -hmm. kind of scary as well because we know that once the government gets their hands on shit, it's not yep. the same anymore. Like, uh, you know, I order weed because I have weed maps and it's just convenient right but like i also have a buddy that grows it and i prefer getting it from him whenever i can because i know that that shit was made with love and it's fucking everything that he did to it is going to be good for me so i don't know man if they're pushing this whole psychedelic thing it's kind of scary is it so that they can legalize it or is it so that they can make people fucking break when they're not ready for these psychedelics right? Dude, or yeah, they can that's... hijack it and make the trip not really a lesson. They can make it something terrible. No, yeah, and it, it almost seems like an extension of MK Ultra type shit. Where they, I mean, I mean, we know they used LSD and MK Ultra. So what are, what are they doing by trying to push this to the mainstream? Because that was always psychedelics were always just gloriously underground. Like if you knew somebody who had this stuff, it was a gold mine. It was like, oh. I have a connect with mushrooms. This is great because they're so illegal. And I mean, that could be part of it. Just like when weed was illegal, it, it, that was part of the draw. It's like, oh, this is illegal. I'm going to go smoke weed, you know. But uh, it is, it does freak fun me as hell. out. Come on. Yeah. It does freak <laughs> me out, though, like you're saying that they're, the psychedelics are getting pushed in such a weird, widespread way now. I definitely don't trust it. And that could just be my paranoid conspiracy theory mind. But I, like you said, I'd rather get stuff like that from a buddy that grows them himself rather than going to the pot shop. And I do go to the pot shop, but it's for we also grow specific our own things. Too. Yeah. But I, I mean, I have friends that, that give me that kind of stuff and I way, like you said, way rather get it from them than government regulated shit. So I, I'm never going to go to a, a mushroom store and buy mushrooms that are government regulated and go fuck yourself. 
I'll grow them in my uh, bathtub before I do that. Yeah, that's a scary, scary thing. I mean, you can get poor, poor uh, kits and, and grow it yourself, but I heard it's really difficult. Um, so that's awesome. You guys grow too. I'm actually going to only be doing two plants this year because that's all I have room for my outdoor plants, but I like to do uh, at least one or two a year. And I'm doing two side by side, the same exact um, thing, but I'm going to put the, uh, the um, copper rod in one of the pots and not in the other one and see which one wield, yields better. Oh, oh the, cool. the yeah. earth rods or whatever. Is that the, uh, what yeah, everybody's talking about it now. Like with with everything that you grow, I guess they're just getting like better produce, bigger, bigger and better tomatoes and everything like that. So I'm like, yo, dude, I'm gonna try this with my wheat. So we'll have we to just, put that in our garden. Yeah, yeah we got three of them from Mitch, the organ donor, and uh, we need to. We haven't put them in our property. He said to put them in a triangle around our house, but and we haven't yet. But maybe we can just stick them in the garden and see yeah. how that goes. Because yeah. we just built a huge garden area outside and planted a ton of veggies. I haven't even planted weed yet this year. No, but we have volunteers. Wild. Yeah, we have like <laughs> wild weed plants in our yard. But I do nice. need to grow a couple. Nice. That's awesome. I wish I did. We have like a uh, fake grass in our backyard. And so I actually have to, uh, I have the pots on the side of the house. I just haven't filled them up and started yet. But I know it's like time, like right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just planted a bunch of shit yesterday. I'll send you the pictures. It's uh it's definitely the time right now. Go plant stuff. Grow food. Yeah. <clears throat> so for sure. I don't know. If you get clones though, uh, is it the time right now? Or do, is it the time right now to germinate your own seed? Well, you're I've back in our neck clones. of the woods, so it's gonna be similar down where you are, but uh I think I could I would, never answer that. Like we've never gotten clones. We've always grown from seed every single time. Yeah. Okay. I, that's what I want to do, but um, I'm like, shit, I don't know if I missed the cutoff date. So I was like, no, you, you can start it you inside. Start it in the gram. Mean, yeah. yeah. You still got some time. Awesome. Yes. Cause I'm a, I'm, I'm not a green thumb, but I'm definitely been trying the past like three years. I had, I thought I was going to have such an awesome garden last year and I spent so much time on it and I could not get anything to stay alive. And it, I would, apparently I was, wasn't the only one in the area that was dealing with this shit, but like, I was just like, damn, man, I put so much time into that shit because it, I actually had quit uh, working my nine to five job and I was just going to be doing graphics from home or I did do graphics from home. And so I was just like spending hella time on this shit. And I had like maybe three successes. Like my potatoes were super successful and some of my peppers. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, we did. We got a gang of peppers last year and we tried potatoes and we got some little like baby red potatoes. But we got to try again. It, something was happening last year with the. I mean, it probably goes hand in hand with all the, you know, food production facilities going up in flames. But. A lot of people had trouble growing shit last well, year. Well, last year oh, was weird. So in, did you live in California last year, Catalyst? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So do you remember how it got super warm in January and it never got cold at all until November of last year? It was warm from January 2022 to October, November, maybe end, very end of October. At least where we were, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. There was no winter and there was no spring. So the plants were just dealing with... A, a weird season so we didn't really get any produce either everything was super small a lot of or it died green peppers we did get green peppers yeah, yeah. 
That's funny though. You guys, I, I got the same thing as, as green peppers and red potatoes. <laughs> that was like, and then, uh, there was a, there's grapevines that have been growing at that property forever already. So like, uh, that did well and a lemon tree obviously, but, um, but that actually got fucking that thing fell over. Uh, the fence got taken out. I missed all the fun stuff. I was in Tennessee for all the fun stuff that happened. Oh. Um, How long were you in Tennessee for? Uh, I went out there um, in November and I just came back three weeks ago or so. So hey, you're going to have to come hang out and barbecue this summer, dude. You're like two yeah, hours from us, dude. Come on up. Yeah, I'd love to. And if you guys are ever in the area too, there's two spare bedrooms here and like uh, the backyard is yeah. perfect for hosting and shit. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. watch that. But, um, so, Anyways, I still want to talk for like 25 minutes if that's cool with you guys, unless you guys had shit to do. But um, nah. I mean, we can wrap up. I wouldn't mind going by and some beer anyway. But <laughs> no, you're totally no, fine. wrap up whenever you want, dude. Okay. Okay. Um, so, what else did I want to talk to you guys about? Oh, um, the, uh, the new um, TikTok bill, which I actually read through and it doesn't say TikTok one time in it. No. Um, what this, bill. what this basically does is it allows them to appoint uh somebody um that runs this and then they basically are in charge of what apps are accepted or what you're allowed to go on to and um you, and, you know if this passes there's also like a what is it a twenty five thousand dollar fine and a 10-year prison sentence or some shit like that so yeah. like and and then it's basically just somebody that gets to decide what apps are what. And then obviously if they're like, yo, you can't listen to legit bat. Um, if you, if you guys are illegal to listen to, what do you think they're going to do to you? You know, like what the fuck dude? I'm like, yo, if this shit passes is like, are all of us going to end up at this fucking cool, um, like facility where we all get to hang out with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how cool it would be, but that's maybe been a, a theory for a long time. Yeah, hey, it's like so, jail. Why don't you go to jail on purpose because there's free food and right. And I remember, I think it was Behold a Pale Horse that was talking about um, the mailboxes would be painted different colors for uh, people that are okay, and people with the red mailboxes, you know, would be fucked. And I was always thinking, you know what? Like if I ever seen like a red dot or something on my mailbox, I'm just going to take that motherfucker off of my mailbox or like <laughs> go somewhere else. But I'm like, wait a minute, dude, this was before we had internet and shit. Now, like we have red dots on all of this shit, right? On everything yeah. that we do is considered a red dot on our mailbox. Yeah. And yeah, we don't need the physical mailbox. That's where uh, AI and algorithms and all that shit comes in. And I know a lot of people... Uh, you're kind of one way or another with AI. Like, I don't really, I don't think it's as bad as everybody or some people want to say it is, but it's also not as good. There's something weird to it, but the AI is going to have a huge, huge role in the next however long, because like you said, the red dots, it, that motherfucker is just going to be going through putting red dots on everything, your credit score, your, you know, whatever. And it sounds like fear porn, but it's really not because if you don't care, then it's not fearful at all. Your credit score is already AI. They plug in certain parameters right. and they're like, here, 
And if people do certain things with their credit, it goes up or down, but it's all AI. There's not a person that's like, mm, well, let's give this guy a 740. He seems like a nice dude. No, it's all an algorithm. Yeah, it's very yeah. cold and unfeeling algorithms. I don't think that it's going to end up with us in a gulag or something. I really don't. I don't think that that's like the ultimate conspiracy theory ending to everything is, oh, we all end up in a camp, you know, and I, they're not going to spend the money to do that. It would be a lot easier to just make you exit the system. And I think it's kind of weird because we all kind of want to exit the system. And I think the system wants us to exit too, because we cause too much trouble. I don't think so. The system needs <laughs> us to generate the energy to keep the system going. No, no they need the NPCs we need for to that. Be, I'm talking about people like us. No, they don't. So my whole theory, like I've been saying for years, is this whole alien agenda that's coming up. It's perfect for my little theory about the COVID thing where there was the sheeple that were like, I have to get the vaccine. And then there were some people that were forced to, and were like, fuck, I just have to, cause I have to keep my job. They're different. But the people who fell in line and were like, yep, I'm just going to take it. They got the real one and they might, I don't know. I don't know what might happen to them, but the people who didn't, the people who questioned it, they're saving us for something else. And it's probably going to be to fight the fucking aliens and die on the front lines. I don't think they have great plans for us people. It's not a great thing. I think they have big plans that are also negative. I don't know. I'm not worried about fighting aliens. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll last three seconds, whatever. That's nothing new. <laughs> I just think that this bill seems a little scary and it seems like both sides of the uh, evil empire are on uh are not going to oppose this bill from going through. So I just find that rather scary. And then you were bringing up uh, AI and everybody seems to be talking about uh, chat GPT quite a bit lately. And so yesterday I'm like, all right, I'm going to fuck with this for a little bit and see how legit I feel this is. So the very first question I asked it was, is COVID safe or is the COVID-19 vaccine safe and effective? And it said, yes. So I was like, okay, well, you're obviously paid off to tell me some bullshit that goes along with the CDC. And I like, I just went off. Right. And it was, and, it, and then it like actually rebuttaled, but then it was like, no, the CDC is blah, blah, blah. And it was just totally on side for that. And I'm like, okay. So um, I said, is everything that you tell me going to be propaganda that you're forced to tell me? And it says, I don't tell propaganda, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't fucking trust this thing at all. <laughs> so fuck you. No, I don't trust it at all. I did kind of the same thing. I was fucking with it a little bit, trying to get it to uh, admit that it's, uh, information was biased. I'm like, are, are you biased in your information? It's like, as a language model, I'm incapable of being biased. And I said, okay, but you were programmed by humans, right? And it's like, yes. I'm like, do humans have their own inherent bias that that might translate into your programming? And it was like, yes, that is possible that uh, human bias could be translated into my algorithms or whatever. I'm like, so you're saying that you could be biased. And it's like, as an AI language model, I cannot be biased. It just fucking... It was pre-programmed. Oh, so stupid. So, so Snapchat has one too. I don't know if you guys like play around with uh, Snapchat, but Maddie, my my daughter yesterday said she was messing around with the AI and Snapchat. And she said, do you know where I live? And the AI said back, of course I do. You live in Anderson, California. And Maddie said, do you have my location? And it said, no, I don't have your location. I just remember you telling me where you live. <laughs> and, and Maddie said, I never told you where I lived. And it said, oh, my apologies. I must have gotten mixed up. So Maddie said, how? And she, the AI said, I'm sorry, I'm not sure what I got mixed up. But it doesn't have her location, 
but definitely does. But it was like, oh, no, I don't have your location. Sorry, I just messed up. And it's expecting someone who's using Snapchat to just be like, okay, I guess it just got mixed up. Ever like- since the advent of cell phones, even the old Nokia brick phones, which are fucking dope. I might go back to that. Uh, Hell yeah. I assumed, as soon as that happened, I assumed literally everything in my life was going to be tracked from that point on. Granted, I was like a 17-year-old crackhead that was paranoid about everything. But I was like... <laughs> what has been tracked? Absolutely. And the more we interact right. with that thing, the more it learns and the more it'll be able to act like a human. That's the whole point of interfacing with it right now. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask it if it could write a podcast for me in my view and see like how legit it would be uh, or how close. Or maybe I'll even do this because I'm doing a podcast with Julia next week and I'm breaking down three different movies and I already have notes on two of them. So I'm going to ask Jack, chat GPT to give me notes on those movies as my conspiratorial mind and see how much they match up. Nice. Interesting. I'll have to listen to that. <laughs> I mean, hey man, with the with the CGI going the way that it is, I might just be able to have it sit in for me during some of these episodes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. And oh, to kind of bring it back to what Ben was saying at the beginning, like you're not trusting anything in, unless it's right in front of your face. We've been kind of talking about this a lot too lately. That I'm not so sure I trust anything right in front of my face anymore either. Um, I could see something happen and be like. I don't know. It used to be videos were like the the pinnacle of evidence. You know, like if you have video evidence of something, that's right. like the gospel. Now videos, it's like, I don't care. That could be totally <laughs> fake. Every time I see Biden on screen, I'm like, I don't know if that's even a person. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sometimes it is though, because you can clearly see the mask uh, on the back of his neck. So sometimes little, it's a little teary flaps <laughs> well actually going back to what ben was saying maybe it's not a person it could be one of those people or aliens that had made the uh, handshake with us way back in the day so you know skinwalkers maybe so the gin the aliens the cryptids the everything it's crazy dude that's what that's what we love to talk about here on white rabbit i think that's a perfect place to uh, wrap up guys. it was so much fun like hmm. what did you say lynette i'm sorry oh. Thinking out loud, we watched a show that was like that, where the aliens were um, amongst the people and all of that and kind of guiding, directing them. And yeah. Was it They Live? What? Was it They Live with uh, Rowdy Piper? No, that does not sound familiar. You and I watched it. I I watch a lot of TV. I smoke a lot of weed. It's hard for me to remember <laughs> things. It is stored in there. I swear once I see something or I hear it, like got it but is it was it is it a new show or was it old i i want to say in the last like five to seven year time frame it was a great show remember the show people, oh, of, people earth? of earth was great and one yeah and a few of the characters like died offhandedly and then got brought back oh fuck. well i'm very afraid that you guys don't know Take what they time. live is classic 80s cheese bowl movie that has a lot of fucking truth bombs in it go watch they live it's probably on prime i don't know look at it though it's It's on it's on anything honestly if it's not on something i will upload it on my rockfin channel just so you guys can go watch it (laughs) (laughs) all day 
you have to watch this. It's like, you have to watch it. Uh, it's, it is a classic. It's the one you guys might've already even seen it. It's the one where when they put on glasses, they see the world for what it is. It's what I base most of my memes off of. <laughs> oh, I bet they've not seen this, but just watch it for the very, very long fight scene in an alley. Oh my It's actually pretty great. It's very cheesy Longest and it will make you laugh at least just be high when you watch it. In the history of fight yeah. scenes on 80s TV. It was crazy. Like 20 minutes later, I'm like, they're still punching each other. This is, this is nuts. Yeah, throw them in the dumpster. Yes. <laughs> do, not, their friends at the end. do not expect like the highest quality Hollywood, um, like CGI shit. It is definitely no. low grade, uh, 80s shit, but it is so fucking My good. favorite kind. It's it about is. the message though. It's a, the message rings true to what's happening right now. I mean, it, you can totally take that as a template and put it onto our world now, just subtract the eighties cheese, but it's all, it all is very, I wish plausible. they'd remake it now, but with like Hulk Hogan or something <laughs> like that would be pretty cool. Come on brother. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Is there actually, is there a wrestler that's out there speaking truth? That would be even better. Uh, what's his, Jesse Ventura? No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <yeah>. Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, nowadays they would probably have The Rock in it and it would be Ugh. garbage. And <laughs> the Rock and Neil deGrasse Tyson together. Oh my God. That would be an epic fight scene though between The Rock and Neil deGrasse Tyson. I would definitely watch a 10, 10 minute fight scene between them. <laughs> it would be way shorter. You think it would last that. 10 yeah. minutes? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Hollywood magic, right? <laughs> Neil yeah. deGrasse would just he would be just like get physics. on his spaceship and he'd ride around the earth a bunch of times. <laughs> I would pay to see the rock smash his <laughs> in face his in his mind for sure. Yes, I would definitely pay for that. All right, guys. Well, uh, let everyone know where they can find your amazing show. And then we will end this with my uh, high res outro. All right. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, Rockfin, and sometimes on YouTube, depending on how I feel. And legitbat.com. <laughs> Am I missing anything? The Jetpack Pod on Instagram. Oh, right. And Telegram. You can join us on Telegram. That's always fun. Oh, like I'm not even on Instagram. And you can join. Well, what? what the fuck, man? Get the fuck on It's always there. popping in there. All right. I'm going to join your Telegram. And with that being said, thank you guys for jumping on the White Rabbit. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies, keep digging down those rabbit holes. I would never bend my knee to Satan I would never sell myself for no paper You can go ahead and call me a hater But I'll go ahead and call you a traitor Hey, Hollywood is getting cancelled I put God over financials Just know that I never kill myself If they try to use me as a damn example Hey, first Lil Nas, now Sam Smith Satan coming for the damn kids These rappers and singers are puppets The second the label give them their advances God is forgiven We were all made in his image That's why he told me to remix this Every nation demoralization While we celebrating what people are sinning Don't care if you trans Nah, oh, you a man who in love with a man But if you're gonna cover your nipples with tassels And leave the kids alone and just do only fans I just can't stand all the lies of the media Pushing these kids, they ain't standing a chance Hollywood pushes agendas with all of these artists I swear that they industry's plans All of these fallacies that they're preaching this way That there's no more objective reality Go ahead, laugh at me But I think that you worship and saying is more of a tragedy They sold out our nation for more dough That's why I don't watch award shows Celebrity puppets, we're living in luxury All of our business will force close Allah Jehovah Hashem or Yahweh, you can call him whatever you do, but worshiping Satan with the purpose of angering God, well that's just gonna make you a fool.